That's the jam right there, my man. No doubt. Dude. <laughs> I I don't know how long I, I had that joke. It was so good, dude. I used to say it to everybody I worked with. Or I'd be like, dude, your problem is you don't know how to TCB. Yes. And they'd be like, what do you mean? I'd be like, TCB. You never listened to BOC? I'd be like, dude, there's your first problem. You got to go listen to some BOC, learn how to TCB, and then we can fucking do some work. <laughs> you got to learn, you got to go listen to some Blue Oyster Cult and learn how to take care of business. Wow. You know? TCB is the BO, it's the Bachman uh, Turner Overdrive, I believe. BTO. <laughs> BTO with the TCB. <laughs> they took it easy back then, man. <laughs> the BOC, man. <laughs> you got to learn how to TCB, you know? Take care of business. Taking care of business. That's, man. Nobody takes care of business anymore. They're ex- <clears throat> always expecting other people to do it for them. That's kind of. Dude, the- for like. <laughs> For like ten years, that was my response to my girl, every girlfriend. It'd be like, "What are you doing?" TCB. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh literally what Kramer tells Jerry when he's like, um, he's got the fake job that he never interviewed for, um, in the corporate office, and then he, the guy like tries to fire him. He's like, "I don't even really work here." It's a uh, classic Seinfeld, but when he's going through it. Uh, he shows up at Jerry's with his briefcase, and in the briefcase, uh, I believe he says something that he only carries around uh, Ritz crackers, essentially, in there, and you know, he, when he's asked what he does, he's just like, oh, TCB mostly is the uh, typical answer that he gives, but uh, that's uh, <laughs> probably my favorite Seinfeld, that's such uh, a great scene. You know what I'm talking about, where he's working every day, he's yes. like burned out. When he has the briefcase with nothing in it, it's so good. And Jerry get into a fight like they're a married couple. It's classic, man. It's so good. <laughs> uh, TCB. Yeah, well, we need more TCB in this world. Not enough people uh, getting after it. Uh, I, it's hard today with all these extreme weather events, man. I gotta say, Dude, seven. <laughs> did you hear? Oh, ten million open jobs, right? Yeah. There's, t- there's ten million open jobs. Seven million unemployed men of working age who are not looking for work. That's crazy, man. And now you see McDonald's is now like trying out this new thing where the, you're not even gonna see anybody. Oh, it's just robots. So everybody's a robot except for like a few people in the back making the burgers and stuff. But like pretty much you're going to order it at a kiosk and it's going to come out this conveyor belt. I'm really totally fine with that. Have you seen the people I got to fucking get my food from? I don't, yeah, they don't even know how to fucking take orders at the drive through in order. I'm you know? saying a kiosk is more appetizing and, you know, better yeah. for the palate <laughs> than most people that work at these places. <laughs> no offense, but, you know, they're not hiring the best. Not the best of the best, especially depending on the neighborhood. I mean, they're hiring the locals, so depending on what neighborhood you're in. That's a great call. We have a McDonald's down the street here. We have two of them. There's one right off the highway you can go to. It's probably faster, probably better, actually, but uh, there's something about that one just a little bit further down the road here. Um, It's all the high school kids in the neighborhood that work there. Yeah. And it's just, uh, there's just a better vibe. A little slower. It's more fun. You might miss a couple items. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's never right. Yeah. <laughs> but you could tell it's a bunch of kids. They're having a good time. They go to the local school and uh, they're in a happy mood because working at McDonald's isn't the end of their life or their career choice. They're just Frank, they bucks. should be in a happy mood. These motherfuckers are getting $17, $18 an hour to work at McDonald's. I used to work at White Hen for $7.25 and the motherfucker would randomly take out whatever taxes he needed. And then I found out I wasn't actually paying taxes. <laughs> So I don't even want to hear about this fucking bullshit. They look happy. I, you know how long it took me to get to $18 an hour? I had to like actually learn life skills before I, somebody uh, paid me $18 man. an hour. It took a lifetime, let me tell you. And then all of a sudden, like a light switch. Everyone's <laughs> got it. making 20 bucks an hour with a health insurance. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> so, oh, I can't believe 7 million men are sitting at home. Well, yeah, if I just wait 10 years, I'll get a raise. I can literally <laughs> sit at home and get the same raise I'm going to get for busting my ass. <laughs> fucking bullshit it's dude it's tough out there to like hire good help uh you know here i don't know if you're savvy to what's happening um here in denver man but 
we had uh, basically what happened in Buffalo. And um, we had a massive snowstorm. Oh, no shit. And, you know, I, I'm obsessed with the roads and everything. And uh, anyways, I just want to throw it out there because uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, Denver made a little uh, national news, so I, I thought I'd throw it out there for everybody. This I is today. Overnight, a life-threatening snowstorm hits the Denver area, grinding a major interstate to a halt. Yeah, and the snow-slick roads have caused multiple accidents, making it even more difficult for crews to clear the congestion. Reports of people stuck in their vehicles for hours, some overnight. Mola Lenghi is on the scene in Denver for us. Mola, good morning. Well, good morning. With that storm system that has been crisscrossing the country, pounding Denver overnight, as you can see here, uh, causing some uh, pretty significant damage, uh, toppling trees and branches and limbs uh, in its path. Uh, this one down here in the middle of a roadway. They sent this dude on national news. This is like GMA or something. They sent, they sent him to Denver for this crazy storm, and he's just in some random spot. He's not even like on the road. It's the <laughs> weirdest thing. He's just like at some office building. He's like, we got a tree here. Tree in, some, tree in the uh, window some, here. Some, some backup here. Crazy. This roadway, as you can see, blanketing the car. The reason is the traffic was so bad today, you couldn't get anywhere. So they probably got off the plane or wherever the fuck. They're probably about to... guys probably not even in Denver. They probably just like threw a bunch of fake snow uh, like outside their uh, studios there. And yeah, so uh, they or they didn't leave the airport. <laughs> it's really a nobody can get in and out of DIA. That's the problem. Right now. Oh, really? You can't even fly in? Well. DIA was the absolute worst with the uh, airline situation. And then, um, and they talk about it here, but they basically had to ground everyone. Uh, so last night, dude, they were planning one to two inches and we got like over a foot. How does that happen? They told us we were going to get the storm of a century and we got one to two inches. See what I'm saying here? Something's up. What is going on? <laughs> yeah. Either you guys don't know how to cloud seed or you really guys are just incompetent. I'm thinking they're taking it too far and don't know, you know, the what length to doing? which they're pushing it. Did you hear about that fucking kid in Mexico? I did not. Ah, uh, fuck. I can't remember what his name is. I wanted to send you the article. He actually, he openly says he doesn't care if people think he's a villain. He's not a villain. He's trying to save the earth, which what do I always say is the scariest thing you could ever hear, right? Yes. Like, that's the scariest person in the world. That's the villain we must fear. And he moved, he moved, he built this company in Mexico where they could avoid American whatever, and they're starting to put sulfur in the stratosphere. You mentioned this to me, I think, on the phone privately. Uh, we were chatting about it. Maybe you threw it out in the last episode. I can't remember. Yeah, dude. Uh, this could cause acid rain. Is that correct? Sulfur is poisonous to humans. You know what? I think I'm sorry. I don't think we talked. I think I read about this. I read some article about this. And uh, yeah, sulfur is very poisonous to humans. <clears throat> like you ever hear of like the worst job ever is working in the sulfur mines? Like, <laughs> you're gonna spray that dude. shit in the fucking stratosphere, dude. I'm no fucking scientist over here, but I'm pretty sure the way gravity works is everything goes towards the center of the Earth. So. No matter where you put it, eventually it's going towards the center of the earth, and I'm between the stratosphere and the center of the earth. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I I'm no climatologist or smart person. I claim to be very stupid. Oh, and, I always uh, say I'm no is. Yeah, but... Good or bad. I gotta say, I took some interesting photography on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday right before <laughs> the megastorm hit. The East Coast. Do you recall this? I sent it in the group text to our family. Yeah. Uh, it was a phenomenal. Yeah, we had a array. family discussion about it. It was. Uh, we'll talk about it after the show. Okay. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. They crisscrossed the sky like a grid, and it was the most chemtrails I've ever seen in ever out here in Colorado. <clears throat> and literally two days later, about it was the mega storm that just destroyed Buffalo. Yeah. Could be, but they're definitely doing it. There's no doubt now. You can't listen. If the if there's private companies doing it, that means the government's been doing it for thirty years. Absolutely. Years. I'm right? not saying they're creating storms. I think they're just riding the coattails of storms and making them bigger. Yeah, like, dude. Uh, the 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 fucking trail in Vietnam. The Ho Chi Minh Trail. They flooded it out. Dude. They it's did. No secret. 
They absolutely did. Yeah, this is absolute truth. I don't think they've been doing the cloud seeding though. See, I think there's more of like there's um. I think they have a way of creating just creating a negative pressure in the atmosphere. Yeah, I think it has to do with these aerosols that they spray, and it's a strategic <sighs> pattern. Dude, when you're gridding like that, so. there's just something up with it, man. It's a bizarre, very specific pattern, and it's... Nah, yeah, I'm telling you. Oh, man. Well, I'm I'm into it. I'm believing it. I feel like Colorado's a great place to... Uh, <laughs> it's not necessarily seeding, but I do think it's an aerosol-based system that uh, does something well, with the pressurization. Is, yeah. Yeah, seeding, I think, um, to a lot of people also infers, like, the tiny nano-metallic stuff, which I, I'm not going to say doesn't exist, but, yeah, I think there's kind of various forms, and maybe they participate in some that are uh, more nefarious than others. Maybe. Yeah. Crazy, crazy storm system sweeping through. This has been the wildest uh, snow season i've experienced out here uh the roads have been nuts people have completely lost their minds and forgotten how to drive when this <laughs> when there's some snow or even a little rain uh it's kind of getting worse and worse it's this weird combination right now it's the vaccine uh kicking in and this crazy uh synthetic snowstorms that they're creating it's all the government <laughs> See what I'm saying? No, the driving is everybody's on their phone that's all it is it's, right it is totally the phone thing. I've come to that conclusion 100%. That's but. really all it is. Uh, <laughs> anyways, the snowstorm crazy grounded a ton of flights here like we were talking about. And um, I think the same thing happened, where was it? Out in uh, New York. They probably had a similar situation as Denver did. But Denver made national headlines for how shitty the airports uh, treated the whole situation over the weekend. And... I got my favorite guy. I've been dying to clip him for a long time. I can't believe he took a break. I hope his nipples aren't hurting too much. Uh, seems like he's been hiding away, just breastfeeding this whole time. But Mike, when transportation comes to a standstill and everything's fucked up, whose fault is it? Well, definitely not the Secretary of Transportation, Frank, if that's what you're getting at. I'm going to go with Trump. Oh, this is all Trump's fault, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> with more cancellations on the way and so many travelers still in limbo, when and how does this meltdown end? Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg joins us now. Secretary, thank you for being here. First up, Southwest clearly made mistakes. What does the airline owe the thousands of passengers stranded by what their own employees have described as mismanagement and dated technology? Well, they need to take care of their passengers and they need to take care of their employees. Look, everybody understands that there is extreme weather across the country, but where most airlines saw their performance start to improve, Southwest has actually moved in the other direction. You've got passengers who are stranded. Uh, you've got uh, uh, passengers who can't get a hold of customer service. It's an unacceptable situation. Secretary, I know you've spoken with Southwest Airlines. Uh, could they tell you how they fix this? They told me in their words that they will go above and beyond their written customer service plan. Dude, uh, I'm going what to be the fuck? Yeah, what? This is what no the answer. fuck are you going to do? All you have done is explain the problem. And like, well, hey, they said they're going to go above and beyond. What, do you want? <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? Do something. Levy some fines. Do something, dude. It's your job to do something. I got an idea here, Petey boy. How about you do something which you should have done a long time ago? How about you lift those vaccine mandates, get some extra help in there, tell the yeah, people the you fired. The military is doing it. They're trying to bring those soldiers That's what I'm back. Saying. Tell the people you fired uh, last year because they wouldn't bow to your mandates that they can come back with severance paid if they come back immediately and help alleviate the situation. Probably. I don't, I don't know if they, I mean, the problem is, most of, they probably found jobs, dude. <coughs> oh, you bet your ass they found jobs. You know? Like, why would they come work for you again? Yeah, well, the trust, the trust is ruined. But, oh, this is nuts. I, I love this. This fucking clown was marched around all the M5M fucking stations and everywhere, and everyone, oh, Pete, what are we going to do? And all he did was give the same bullshit mumbo-jumbo answer. Holding them accountable for doing that. Does that mean financial compensation? Absolutely. At a minimum, there need to be cash refunds for uh, the, the canceled flights. 
You'll get this cash refund two years from now in your email. I promise you. Yeah, and, be a uh, they need to be taking care of passengers. It's gonna, where, yes, it's going to be miles, and it's going to go to your spam folder. Uh, they yeah. got stuck with meals, <laughs> hotel compensation. Now, they've, they've put up a website to uh, get those kinds of requests in. Secretary, I want to go back to October of last year when Southwest had nearly the exact same problem. Thousands of flights canceled. How can travelers have... I feel like something was going on last year. Like, yeah. uh, okay, short we, hold on. Can we go back one more year? What happened that year? Oh, before the vaccines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not before airline. COVID, before the vaccines. <laughs> you fucking. Oh, this guy. He's so smarmy. It just drives me crazy. I love and listening. The, the journalist, dude, ask a fucking question. No, dude. He's there to tickle his balls while he sucks his cock. Oh, Come on. That's how this works. Frank, have faith in your department as a watchdog if these problems keep happening. Well, what we did, especially over the course of the problems we saw this year, was press the airlines to increase their customer service commitments. They did that. They did that in writing. And now that we have that in hand, we are able to hold them accountable to a higher standard than what was possible. We went to uh, United Airlines. We're like, yo, guys, didn't you think about the customers? And they were like, oh, yo, we never thought about the customers. Thanks, Pete. Is that really what you fuck, dude? Do what the fuck? Are you, what the fuck have you done in two years? Didn't you hear the complaints from all the people stranded at DIA for two days straight, three days straight, with no sight, uh, you know, no chance of going home, right? Well, and- Frank, uh, tell those people, don't worry. Pete Buttigieg was informed that everybody's gonna go above and beyond. <laughs> I think all these stranded people should be reassured that. Uh, all these airlines have been pushed by the transportation uh, in the administration to be kinder, say their please and thank yous. And uh, they're going to really push that hospitality when they tell you, sorry, ma'am, you're fucked. This is a pretty... I know, uh, I know you've been stranded at the airport for five days, but I mean, come on, look at the accommodations. This is hospitality at its best. It's not just the strandings. A lot of people figured out a way to get home one way or another over the last four or five days, but the huge issue right now is the stranded bags. And Frank, this oh, this is the conspiracy of all conspiracies. What do we got? The baggage? The baggage. Did you hear about this? <laughs> Throw down. Oh, I got, dude, I got baggage stories up the wazoo, Mike. It's crazy out here. Dude. But get, I didn't. Get dude, I, you know, remember, remember, okay, I mean, no, I know I'm going to relate this to plumbing, but remember I told you how like you don't really have to run your water, but the city wants you to for their water main. Yes, yes, sir. I'm starting to believe this. Come two hours early. That's not for you, dude. I never do it, right? Same. And I'm and I always make my flight. Absolutely. You know why they want you to come two hours early? So they could put your bag on an earlier flight. Wow. That's why all these fucking bags are in the wrong spot. Wow. So what? a lot of these bags went, but the people never made their flight. Wait, 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 wait. Is this something you can confirm like that actually no, no. goes down? It was on this... the news. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really? what they were talking about. That's what happens? Yeah. Well, they didn't, they didn't say it was a conspiracy. I came up with the two-hour conspiracy. I'm like, that's why, they're ta- that's why everybody's telling you to get there two hours early, and they don't even know. It's a conspiracy. But the news was that the reason a lot of people's baggage is, is lost because when they canceled all these flights, everybody who had arrived two hours early, their baggage left. Oh, that's so fucked up. Oh my How God. crazy is that? Because that was my first question was, if, if, if my flight is canceled, well, then where did my bag go? Oh, your bag's in wow. Colorado. Well, what flight did my bag take? Wow. Right? Why can't I go with my bag? Oh, no, no, no. We, they do it so they get the... Dude, it's a fucking scam. It's a scam. So here's a great method, and I think this is maybe the best way to guarantee yourself a flight out of anywhere, is put yourself in the bag, check yourself onto the flight. You'll catch, <laughs> Two hours early. You'll catch, yeah, you'll catch an earlier flight. You'll beat all the traffic. See what I'm saying? Genius, Rick. <laughs> Where's the Nobel people? Jesus they, they Christ. They need to make like those bags with like, you know, armholes and then uh you could just walk up to the lady, hand her the tickets, <laughs> strap on the thing. Jump on just, the yeah. jump on the scale jump and then the tuck scale. in like a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Turtle yourself in, be like, Don't worry, I'll pay the extra fine. I know <laughs> I ate a lot for the holidays, ma'am. Don't don't judge me. 
The lady just goes, the lady goes, oh, sir, uh, two fifteen. You just slip out a twenty out one of the armholes. <laughs> You're a genius. You need to invent that luggage. I mean, we got to get this rolling. That is genius. But yeah, dude, they fucking been scamming us all this time. Yeah, come two hours early just so you make the flight. And then, you know what I started thinking about? Like, after I've been watching these stories, it's like, hey, you know what? Everybody's going two hours early. That's right. What the fuck was the last time your flight left early? Never. It's always late. Why the fuck you need to be there two hours early? It's always late. Always late. And I think you're catching on to maybe another conspiracy there where they're telling you to come early so you spend some money when you're waiting. Oh, that, uh, it's a win-win, bro. They send the baggage early. Now that fat fuck who can only move fucking, you know. <laughs> exactly. He doesn't have to hurry up with the baggage when that plane lands. Well, everyone's sitting and around. And then it made me even drink. more mad because I'm like, dude, all this baggage got there two hours before me. Why does it still take you forever to get it out in the fucking conveyor belt? I should walk down, conveyor belt goes, my baggage is there, you know? Well, yeah, they got the two dudes on the other side rummaging through everyone's shit before they put it back through, you know? They gotta see uh, if they can score panties. some drugs, get some drugs, man. Perverts. <laughs> oh, you think they steal the drug? That's a great call. I don't I think they have time. the... They probably have no time. I imagine they're so unbelievably <laughs> understaffed that there's no time for any kind of... Uh, no, you these know, are shenanigans. union jobs, dude. Oh, it's just pure this shenanigans? This isn't, <laughs> this isn't Amazon. These are union jobs. These people got time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude, trust me. They got time, baby. They got time. If they're telling you they have half the staff, that means they actually have probably double what they actually need. Like, Jeff Bezos would run it <laughs> with half of what they got, you know? This is why it's, <laughs> it's union, so you need four times what Bezos could do it with. This is why I love driving past like a small construction spot where they're just digging, maybe like a four by six hole in the ground. You got like twelve guys just standing there watching the guy dig the hole with the <laughs> crane, and then another guy in the hole with the shovel, right? And the, but you got the twelve guys just standing there. That's no, dude, union work, people. Uh, now that I'm in the union, I've noticed the beauty of that. Right? You got to really pay attention. Everybody sees. Ten guys standing around, one guy in the hole. I know right? each guy's got look, his thing, but I'm saying that's right. a union no, no, no. shit. Look that's closer, look closer. Each man has a different tool in his hand. <laughs> I know. And what's going to happen is one guy's going to go in with a round shovel. He's going to get out. The next guy's going to go in with a square shovel. He's going to get out. Then the next guy's going to cut the pipe. He's going to get out. You know what I mean? It's like they all just going to do one thing. They're all going to be there for the whole day. I know. It's fantastic. Doing the work of one man. Yeah, it's great, but everyone just does a little less work. All right. It's uh, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> That's a great call. So you're saying in the transportation, it's all union folk, and so especially at the airport, so they're just uh, they're hanging out and having a good time, maybe rummaging through your stuff, looking for the goodies. Dude, dude, those guys are smoking more than you got time for. Promise. Well, uh, nobody, I'm... nobody takes more smoke breaks. I thought soldiers <laughs> take a lot of smoke breaks. Uh, unions got them fucking beat, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So this is funny. You have this kind of conspiracy going on, which I support it. I think you're right on the money. Uh, Emma informed me of a conspiracy theory this morning. Really took me by surprise. She's definitely not the one in our uh, home here with the conspiracy <laughs> theories. <laughs> and, as you know, uh, yeah. I like to take that honor. <clears throat> Always the best. And so, uh, but this one got me, and I really liked it. So here... You have to get into the mountain towns, essentially. You've got uh, limited routes, right, out of Denver to try to get to, like, Aspen and all those places. And so, ideally, most uh, will take I-70. And as we heard earlier, uh, I-70 got shut down and all this stuff. Or I don't even know if we finished that clip earlier, but... Uh, oh, yeah, we should go back. It's okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you what happened, so... I-70 okay. got shut down, which is a kind of a main vein road if, system, <clears throat> if you will, into the mountain towns. And uh, there is this spot. It's called the Eisen, uh, Eisenhower Tunnel. They shut it down all the time 
for all this inclement weather, and especially when it snows and you know suddenly like this, they'll shut it down and traffic gets backed up if there's like some sort of accident, right? Because on either side of that tunnel, it's pretty steep, so you're kind of hitting at a high grade there, and it's uh when it's icy and snowy, it's just it's pure insanity. Yeah. But sometimes they just shut it down. It might be snowing, maybe a little rain, but they just shut it down. Precaution. Precaution for safety. And yeah, so for you, Frank. that's right. It's not for me. It's for you guys. So, uh, <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna close it for you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all these freak storms have been happening lately. They've been shutting it down. People are getting stranded. And what do you do when you're stranded on the other side of the mountain? You got to find lodging. You got to stay somewhere. Oh. Emma said, "You know, sometimes I think they just shut it down to build up, uh, gin up a little revenue in those mountain towns." I'm not mad at him. That's exactly what I said. (laughs) (laughs) But I believe it. I think that's a very, that's a right on the money kind of conspiracy theory. I like it. Emma, you're probably right. And you people doing it, keep doing it. I say play on. You know what? Because no one here in the mainland, if you will, will fault you for calling in out of work, being like, hey, sorry, buddy, but um, you know, they shut it down. I got stuck up here. I'm going to have to miss tomorrow. Yeah, I think that's one of those things that just works for everybody. Like, everybody nobody's agrees. Mad. Nobody's mad. Absolutely. Hey, <laughs> we believe in safety, pal, for sure. Yeah. Oh, caution, man. <laughs> hey, boss, caution. <laughs> yeah, no, no boss will ever fault you for safety. <laughs> that's right. like, you got him by the balls at that point. <laughs> right? So I really liked it, but uh, they did shut down some roads out east a couple of weeks back, and we had a guy who, I guess, just didn't see the shutdowns and was just cruising, and he got taken out on some wild road and got stranded, and a local farmer with a giant pickup truck towed him in the van out to safety. <laughs> no way. Absolutely, because no emergency vehicles would come out to get him. Wow. God bless them farmers, man. I got it, dude. You, I guarantee this guy was a Trump supporter, man. Oh, absolutely. You're, you're fucking extremists out there. You know this, dude. That literally. Can I tell you why? Incredible. You know why that guy towed him out to safety? Because he's a good American. No. Yeah. <laughs> in his mind, he had. He only had a few options, right? Sure. Probably a Christian, so you can't let him die. So. <laughs> That's right. Dude. It's off the table. <laughs> Second one is let them in your home till the storm passes. Ah, oh, God, happen. no. <laughs> Three, get them back to the road and get them the fuck out of your town. That's right, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, um, I think... Was it the right thing to do? Nah, he's probably just a really good guy. Definitely, I've been out uh, in eastern Colorado. I've been all around this state. Uh, generally speaking, you get out of Denver proper, it's all very good folk. Really great people. I, I've n- I've never really met bad people in like rural areas. No, kind, welcoming. The, you get the ones that like fair. try to like you know size you up and stuff, but sure. those, they're really just blowhards. You know, like it's usually end up just being really good guys. Yeah, man, for sure. So, uh, yeah. pretty cool story. Uh, he got towed. What kind of truck was it? It's, uh, some massive. F three fifty super Probably guzzler, so, you Definitely know. Ford. If, if I were... made it through the snow as a Ford, if you told me he tried but it rusted out on the way, then you know it's a Dodge. <laughs> Look, if I have to describe this uh, behemoth any further, um, Greta Thunberg will have a heart attack. So I, I can't go <laughs> to any more details on how much uh, gas speak... this thing uses. But... Speaking of people terrible for the world, yo, that company we were talking about—it's called Make Sunsets. Make sunsets. That's what the guy's calling it. And here's the scariest part. Oh, yeah. He's ready to launch next year. And his whole thing is they're going to sell carbon offsets. So you as a company, you're getting taxed for carbon emissions, right? Sure. Well, you pay this guy, and for every $10 you give him, He's gonna throw some sulfur dioxide into the into the stratosphere. Great, <laughs> and that's gonna offset your carbon. Yeah, I'm not into throwing anything into the any sphere. <laughs> <laughs> if 
it ends with fear, get your shit out of there. And stay on the fucking earth, man. <laughs> Dude, like, I don't think people, like, I, I really don't think people understand. Like, imagine fish, right? <laughs> yeah. They're in the ocean. Yeah. There's different densities of water and everything, different layers. Like, our air is the ocean. <laughs> I know. It's, it's not only right? that, like, look, <clears throat> for all that I know, and I know little, but from what I understand is this little thin shell that protects us within this earth bubble, man, this is a very delicate mixture, and, and it's perfect. It's so perfect that life has thrived here for so long. Man, can we just not fuck with it? Can we just leave that little shell alone? And my whole thing is, you're telling me, we, you're like, you guys are destroying this earth, so I'm going to shoot sulfur dioxide. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, buddy? <laughs> Frank, that's like, that's like me, like everybody's punching you in the stomach. And I come across, and I'm like, oh, I got the answer, Frank, and I just jack you in the face. Let's <laughs> higher up. Let's... Uh, <laughs> man, what the fuck are you guys talking about? I think we and should... This, <laughs> dude, it's so scary because this is a guy from MIT. No, th- this is the problem. It's, it's like, yes, and he's got support of of like these crazy. Uh, he, he, dude, he's already getting a, a huge sum of money from these capital funds. These uh, the venture capital. Funds. Oh, I'm sure. Look, it, it, this climate stuff is so much bullshit, and we're going to kill ourselves trying to save ourselves from the climate change. That's yeah, what, that's what's gonna happen. Dude, do you want to know what their what it says on their homepage? <laughs> what? This is for the people. If you don't think this is the best way to save the planet, debate me, bro. Oh, wow! All right! Exclamation mark! Literally, will happily debate anyone on this. You just confirm an audience of at least two hundred people, and we'll find the time to try and convince you. I guarantee no one there could debate. Uh... Dennis Prager or Steven Crowder. Oh, good call. Yeah, either one of them. I was thinking more of like a Lex Friedman. Sure, but I like a debater. Lex yeah. Friedman, he's a smart guy, but boy, is he sleepy. Can't he would put him to sleep, yeah. <laughs> if the sulfur doesn't kill you, Lex will. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love his show, though. He's such a good guy. Uh, he's he's in- very smart dude. Very I don't think I've ever gotten through an episode, though. You're right. <laughs> except, except when he's with a comedian. <laughs> Poor Lex. <laughs> yeah. I try, man. You're a good guy. <laughs> oh, man. So that's f- fucking crazy. I really just think we need to stop with the whole... Uh, Messing with the atmosphere. Yeah. I don't understand like, people's obsession. Like we with haven't that. even really, really come to a consensus on whether or not the emissions from my car are ruining the environment. And you're gonna shoot sulfur dioxide into like one sounds crazier than the other. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I don't think the answer to pollution is more pollution. Don't tell me sulfur dioxide up there is not pollution. Well, you know, this climate stuff is. Nutso, and I've been saying since day one, day one, that if you thought COVID lockdowns were bad, you're going to hate climate lockdowns. Yeah, you have been saying that. And guess what, Mike? And I know we're tired of talking about the weather, but we are here. The climate lockdowns are here. I want you to pay attention to this. It's from Buffalo. Well, President Biden has declared a federal emergency in parts of western New York as at least 34 deaths are being blamed on that historic blizzard. The National Guard and state police are enforcing driving bans as search and rescue efforts continue. Here's CBS's Michael George. My truck got the worst of it. Tonight, Buffalo's roads are still clogged with snow and abandoned vehicles. A driving ban remains in effect. Please, please. 
please do not drive in the city of Buffalo. Stay home. Unless you are emergency personnel. <laughs> it is Wear ugly mask. right now on many of the streets. Icy roads still treacherous. Slow down. State police are using armored vehicles to clear the way, and more than 100 military police... Armored vehicles and more than 100 military police... ...are now arriving to help. On? Buffalo's airport has... Uh, for the, for the lay folk out there, this is called martial law. For Yeah, but, I mean, it's because of the looting. I understand, but this is called martial law. When, you're, when you to. have a ban on cars on the road, they had military, martial law, this is martial law. Yeah, they had to. Hey, for I'm a, they had to. Hey, this is for safety. This is for you. No, this is different. Man. This really was, man. People were looting. Hey, I'm just I'm just playing the clip and staying uh, yeah. saying, hey, we, we're on a slippery slope here. Recorded more than 51 uh, inches of snow the past four days, paralyzing the city. Gusting winds were brutal for firefighters battling this house fire. Ice, not just on the roads, but encasing entire buildings. But Buffalo remains under a state of emergency. State of the emergency. Conditions, of course, are gone. But we're going to be responding in some ways to this blizzard for still a number of days. It's no different than a hurricane. Open up the city you, know, of Buffalo. you do the state of emergency. And now that the storm has passed, temperatures are expected to rise and trigger a rapid melt in the coming days. Tarika? Yeah, that's going to be disastrous. Yeah, it'll be worse than probably what happened with the snow. Hey, it's look. Going to get huge <clears throat> flooding. I get it, but I'm just trying to say we have now entered the world where the words driving ban and stay-at-home orders because of the weather is common and acceptable uh, for everyone. They've been doing that forever. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, dude, they've been doing that forever. They've I, been doing that during big storms forever. They're normalizing climate That's no, Dude, that is, no, that is no different than like a hurricane or something. That's, it's the same thing. Hey, I've been calling it. I'm telling you, it's here. They did a ban on cars. You couldn't leave your house. Ah, uh, no, you could have left. It wasn't like somebody was gonna arrest you if you didn't if you didn't stay home. We weren't able to visually uh, experience that clip, but in it, they do show a fella being pulled over by militarized police, being told over an intercom to go home. Uh, dude, that's I, I don't know. I think you're. This is not anything new. I don't know why you're so freaked out about it. I'm not freaked out. I'm just uh, pointing out that this is <laughs> dangerous territory. We live in the world of lockdowns now. Frank, it's they've been doing this for hurricanes, tornadoes, for storms since, I mean, at, at least since I was born. Militarized lockdowns? This one, I mean, they had the militarized lockdown. They had to bring in the military. Why? Because you have a disaster going on and you have people taking advantage of it. Do I need to say what New York is full of? Criminals. <laughs> hey, you know? yeah, well, I see what you're saying there. Absolutely. And, and, and I would be freaking out if they were like shutting down the, the entire, like if the entire state or you're going into every neighborhood. But dude, it was just these downtown areas. They had to do it. All right, I'm saying unprecedented, outrageous, Not unprecedented outlandish, Not unprecedented insane, frightening, slippery Ron DeSantis slope. literally <laughs> did it like four months ago with that fuck, or two months ago with that Hurricane Ian or whatever it was. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure Ron said, do as you please, folks, and party on, Wayne. No, dude. Uh, during, like once the, the actual <laughs> storm hit, I'm just anti-ban, anti-lockdown. I get you. <clears throat> That's my stance. Sometimes All right. you have. Sometimes you have to. The biggest problem you have is in that situation, which I'm telling you they've been doing it forever, but the reason you have to do it is because you're going to lose. You know, you're going to lose three officers and two paramedics, and they're going to die trying to save your dumbass who went out there in the storm? I want to say this. I think you're correct, and there is reason for some elements of keeping the roads clear, but I just want to say they've now opened the doorway for <clears throat> banning uh, driving for this climate. And you're saying that doorway was closed? 
I'm saying the dialogue now is more out there than it was before, and so now in winter we've we have the con- open conversation of we are banning driving and transportation <laughs> for snow-related climate emergency. Hear me out on this one. Fast forward six months from now, they are somewhere going to ban driving because of a heat wave. I'm calling it right now. It's going to happen in the United States. It'll be New Uh, York or California or Chicago. I promise you. They will shut down driving because of a heat wave emergency. State of emergency. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, man, I'm telling you, this this is the moment now. We are there. We are... Look, I have experienced... You're right. I remember when Katrina went down and they had to bring in the National Reserve uh, Guard and everything. And, it, you know, and it, there was a lot of extreme looting and murder that went on and uh, they needed military presence. I get that. I totally understand that that has happened before. Dude, Massachusetts imposes temporary driving ban due to severe weather. <clears throat> due to severe weather. 2015. I don't believe it. I'm, looking, I'm reading the article right now. All right, well, I have been mistaken. Look, this must be an East Coast thing. You guys are fucking losers. Because they get these storms where it's literally if people, because if your car gets stuck in the road, they literally have to bring out this military off-road vehicle forklift to lift your van or whatever it is out of the snow and move it so that they can plow. You become a hazard to everybody. Listen here, Mike. I will declare defeat. You win. You are correct, sir. However... Six months from now, I shall be validated. <laughs> Boston, Boston with my military heat police wave brought in 1997. <laughs> Damn you! You can never Sh- just. Sh- Chicago, 1970. Was it 77? Frank, just type in 1900s driving bans. I don't even know this, but I'm a conspiracy theorist. I don't do research. I come up with a crackpot idea and I roll with it, baby. <laughs> That's how this game works. I'm, I'm telling you, they have to. I think you just haven't been here in a long time. You live in this place where nobody lives. No, I, I live in a really... I, where I live, they just shut everything down and everyone stays home and gets high. Yeah, that is a ban. They just shut everything down. But you don't, don't drive because... You're word. not banned from driving. There's just nowhere to go. They don't use the word ban. I don't like the, the push on the word banning. <laughs> We're banning. We're stopping you. Stop. We're banning. You're barred. Lockdown. I just don't like the language. The language is what pisses me off. It, They've been using the language forever, man. I don't know. All right, well, I'm pissed off right now about it. <laughs> but I'll give you the V. I'll give you the victory on this one until six months from now when I declare victory on my. I'll concede prophecy. the day they do hot weather. I'm telling you, it's coming. Hot I'll, weather I'll car ban. That. That's just when I saw this, I was really taken aback at how many. Stay at like the the big buzzword was the the driving ban, and so the fact that it was repeated, it, it just really caught my attention. And then I started thinking about it: how they're just dying to COVIDize climate change in as far as restrictions on our freedoms and our rights to tr- like travel. And so I just kind of can look a little bit further and see, my God, they could really convince enough fucking morons in certain places to. To not drive because because of emergency yeah. heat wave. I think I, I I'm not I know I'm joking around, but seriously, I don't think you remember what it's like to live in a place with like 12 million people. The pro- problem is these downtown areas. You'll never. There's nowhere to put the snow. Period. So you'll never get it <laughs> out of there if there's people in the way. Like you literally. <laughs> We have to get, you know, you just, you can't. There's certain areas, and I think that's like, I think when I know you're in the you're city, saying, yeah. I think that's why the city folk <laughs> fell for the vaccine. It's because when you live in the city, you're kind of agreeing to certain things, you know? As per usual, my awesome conspiracy theory uh, went to the dumps, as I predicted. Nah, I didn't mean to break it up, sorry. <laughs> Couldn't go with it, though. I didn't like this one.
No, I'm not even saying it's a conspiracy theory. I'm just saying I love language being used in the mainstream media, especially over the last four or five years or six plus years. Man, yeah. And uh, it's just um, they catch on to a certain phrase or idea and every it's just lockstep. They all roll with it. And so when they all yeah, do it, I, 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 can, I tend to just, you know, I'm like, hmm, that's a good one. So you're right. Yeah. They maybe have instituted or used the word ban in certain journalistic formats in the past, but never before in recent times out here, you know, locally and on a national level, did I find so many news clips and articles about driving ban. And we live in, a, in an era now, man, where like media, government, highly obsessed with restrictions. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I forgot what they said, like, how many laws passed. There was, like, a hundred laws that pa- that start in January in Chicago. Wow. I'm like, I'm like, man, how could we have so many laws? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sure there's already tens of thousands. You know? Oh, uh, man. So, Emma was furious uh, yesterday about a new tax that's going into effect on all paychecks for Coloradans um, starting in January. It was voted on by the voters that uh, we're going to donate something like uh, 43%, something like, uh, no, it's not 43. no, 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 I, I, it's like a 43, <laughs> 0.043 of a penny or something, you know, per paycheck. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, yeah. yeah it, uh, or no, me, yeah, I think it is like 43 cents a pay period. It's this whole thing. It's going towards um, maternity leave. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got to pay for those. <laughs> it's a massive, no, it's a chunk. It's a noticeable chunk. And apparently uh, Emma became aware of it because some flyer or memo went around internally in her office and people are pissed off. Yeah, I would be too. That's so stupid. You're paying for uh And Emma asked me, she's like, Did you know about this? And I said, What? Oh, they're gonna tax us something, something. I'm like, our whole stupid ass fucking base here, everybody voted to just tax us up the fucking wazoo. Before we move from here, we're gonna be paying over fifty percent in taxes for whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know why they would want that, but apparently it's gonna be better for society, Frank. No, here's what it is. Here in Colorado, I, this is what pissed me off about people here. They see this thing, this bill, right? And it's like about, you know, the maternity thing, for instance, right? And everyone's going to be like, oh, oh, I'm going to feel so good about myself voting yes for this. And I'm going to tell all my friends, like, yes, I'm so into the maternity leave thing. And then two years later, when the bill actually takes effect, everyone's like, what the fuck? Why am I getting taxed for this shit? Yeah, and it's the same people yeah, who were feeling exactly really good about it, and now they're like, "What is this? Oh, what? I voted for this. Why did I agree <laughs> to this? This is nonsense. I don't have. I either already had a kid, or I'm not planning on it. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is crazy. Yeah. It, I I think people like it fucking duped into these feel good, hippy dippy moments where they could then go get all this virtue signaling out of themselves for it, whatever it is. And this is one of them. And I laughed so hard. I'm like, yeah, of course. Well, I'm getting taxed more shit. Here's the best part is they're never going to take it out. You're never going to be taxed less someday. It's oh, just no. going to be more taxes. More oh, and more. That's what I'm saying. This is added on to the ones they've added and on And they before. might stop giving it to the, the women for maternity leave. You're <laughs> still going to pay. That's the worst fucking part. Oh, and I'm sure no one's read the fine print, but I guarantee Jerry Polis stuck, snuck in somewhere some fucking woke-ass bullshit where, like, most of it goes to, like, trans fucking black people and, like, nobody else, right? Oh, like, yeah. it's literally how all the shit always fucking works. Oh, even dudes that, dudes that claim they're women are getting this maternity leave. Guaranteed. No, the point of the matter is we're all getting fucked by whatever <laughs> we voted on. It's going to benefit none of us in the long run. And then they're going to add more taxes on in the future. We're all voting on more taxes. We voted on and agreed on more fucking bullshit taxes this year. It's ridiculous. Hmm. Because the people in Denver and Boulder and all that shit outrank 
all the rural folk on sheer yeah. numbers, uh, just on sheer numbers. Yeah, that's the problem. Oh, it's horrifying, dude. You got to figure out a way to fix that. No, there's no way. We're all screwed. Nah. This is my. Uh... <laughs> the, the cities are just like ruining the states. Look, I can't complain. We uh, legalized uh, shrooms, so yeah, who's ah, angry about that's that? A win. Man, come Call on, I think that's a huge win. I was a huge proponent for this for, uh, since day one because the weed industry is dried out. There's no weed tourist industry. Nobody needs to come here from Chicago to to smoke some weed. Oh, yeah, we do. It's cheaper to buy a plane ticket, go there smoke weed, <laughs> than it is to fucking smoke weed in Speak, Chicago. Speaking of taxes, right? Yeah. 43% taxes, dude. I can't believe it. All right, well, that, may, that might be the case, but yeah. the, the weed tourism industry, I think, has kind of faded a bit. It's going to, you know. Yeah, but think about what you know. Now you're kind of, I don't know. No, I'm all in, and I yeah, have you're been not get, all in. Now you're getting the now you're getting now you're starting to get the really scuzzy people coming for this tourism. You know what for the like shrooms? You're not getting the no, best. no, no. I think the shroom industry is going to bring in a lot of like. Um, I wouldn't say they're the scummy ones. You think mom and dad are going to go there for shrooms? I guess they I went would. There for weed. I'm going to say I haven't met. I don't think the shroom folk are the scummiest of the uh, drug users. I think you're heading down a certain road. Well, and yeah, I think you just hang out with sophisticated shroomers. True, uh, maybe, yeah, but I maybe I just need to get the hell out of here. Most of the people I know that do mushrooms <laughs> are not the cleanest. And that's coming from a plumber. I'll give you anecdotally, on a social level, over the last several years, I would say, and even very recently, that and I'm not. I'm not talking about a guy that will do shrooms. I'm talking about a guy that's going to plan a vacation to go to Colorado in order to do mushrooms. Sure. You know. So I guess what I want to say is, on an anecdotal anecdotal level, what I've experienced over the last several years is when it comes to shrooms, people are big on the micro dosing. And I've yeah. been to many gatherings and social events where. You may be handed or offered, if you please, uh, you know, like a little, little capper, just a little guy, and uh, I think that's kind of the focus with it, you know, not the the stoner hippie dude with on the, you know, wearing the drug rugs who's gonna down the uh, bag of the eighth of mushrooms, you know. Yeah, but I just think like who's gonna plan a trip to go do mushrooms, you know? Oh come on, dude. I don't think you're going to plan a mushroom trip, but I think um, if I'm like, that's why the weed tourism (laughs) was so big because you were planning a trip because of the weed, you know? Sure. So let's say you want to go skiing. Do you want to go skiing in Utah or do you want to go skiing in Colorado and buy a little shroom and some weed? I like the Mormon girls. (laughs) You You see what I'm saying there? I think it's not about planning a shroom trip and what this, let's say, the. um, I think the more wealthy people, honestly, are going to come back out to Colorado for a ski trip or a camping trip. I think camping would, you know, you're going to see a huge boom in that industry because. I think you would do better if you legalized cocaine. Look, I believe legalizing cocaine would be probably better for everyone. You should legalize (laughs) cocaine over there. That would see some tourism. We would become the city that never sleeps, no doubt. That would be uh, the official title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then the, the distance to DIA would make sense. Everybody just runs there. <laughs> Dude. Legalizing Coke, we, I mean, Coke was legal. It was. It's still Schedule 2. It should probably. If it was controlled and regulated, man, it would be. Yeah, get the fentanyl out of there. Let's get, have some fun. That's what I'm. I'm my whole th- mindset with that stuff is really we're just killing tons of people. Maybe that's the goal, you know. And I, I think mean, that's the goal. yeah, and the CIA makes tons of money off of the freaking trade that they're so running. Great. Yeah, so I mean, it's never. Yeah, I mean, end. I'm complaining about forty three percent tax in Chicago for weed. Think about the CIA tax for that fentanyl. <laughs> oh, from China, must be yeah, through the roof. Dude. 
Well, I'm telling you, come out for the shrooms in a few years. Uh, it'll be good. It's good tourism. I think that's good stuff. You know, I'd I would probably check it out. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I would love for uh, to plan out some like camping trips and what have you. you know, do a little shrooms. Oh, yeah, some kayaking. Yeah. See, now you're getting but... into it, and just to get it regulated too. Like, imagine going to a shop and you can you can choose from these different shrooms that you know have been tested and verified for their effects. You could get a, a chocolate bar that you actually know the dose. <laughs> That's right. It would be amazing. Yeah. So kind of my, uh, I'm really into the shroom thing. Uh, in as far as them legalizing here, I'm not a huge shroom guy. I kind of prefer acid a little more. Loved if they legalized that bad boy, but <laughs> I don't see that happening in the near future. Once again, it's only legal for the CIA. So. <laughs> Waiting on you guys. Not going to probably happen in our lifetime, but it's too yeah, bad. Maybe. maybe. I did have an experience with some, like, um, what is it? It was stuff that, I guess, was made by a guy who worked with Keezy, Ken Keezy, and all those re- yeah. goofball weirdos who toured with the dead and all that. And uh, yeah. He was out here in Colorado. This has got to be about 10 years ago now, and he made this huge batch and everyone was really into it and all that stuff and um this old uh deadhead fella that i had worked with in a kitchen he he gave uh emma and i a few tabs of it and uh i recall it being probably one of the happiest most euphoric um you know tripping experiences of my life really oh yeah it was it was uh you know through the sky past the moon not a fan of the acid. That's great stuff. Not a fan of the acid. I do like the mushroom. You're, oh, you're a mushroom head. All right. I have more mushrooms than acid. Yeah. Uh, the acid really got me. Yeah? All right, man. Yeah. Wow. See, I, I think... I always want to try ayahuasca. So you yeah. guys should legalize that. <laughs> <laughs> Every state should legalize each different drug. Oh, man, that would be awesome. Do a tour of the states. Yeah, man. Different drugs. Absolutely. Man, somebody somebody hit this guy up. I should just be. I'll just be president. How about that? (laughs) Come up with all these. I'll spitfire these ideas. Hey, you fit the bill, except for the brain damage. (laughs) I I can hit you a couple times. No, I played high school football. I got that brain damage. Don't you worry. You got some CTE. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely oh, yeah, mostly dude, We retarded. played Little League football in the 90s. Don't tell me we didn't grow up with brain damage. Oh, that was pure concussion for sure. Good times. Yeah. It's, I'll never it's forget the first day back after I broke my collarbone. I fucking hit this kid so hard. And I just remember dad was like all the way at the other end at the field. <laughs> 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 and he just turned to the dad next to him. And he was like, yeah, you heard that from here. <laughs> <laughs> and they slapped hands. And I was like, my head was like ringing, dude. Proud moment. <laughs> Took that kid down. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh, shit. High school uh, or, you know. Youth football. I didn't really enjoy high school too much, but oh, I had a no. I had Youth. a blast in little league. That was those were the good times, especially where we were at. We were on the uh, Arlington football, the Cowboys. Yeah, Arlington Cowboys. Man. And great, uh, great organization. That was great because we would like play the games, and they would be scattered throughout that whole kind of sports complex field area. And then when you were done with your game, you could go and work the uh, <laughs> hot dog stand or whatever that they had, the little concession booth. Uh, yeah, I gotta tell you, during the pandemic, uh, I know a guy who, who might have a little bit of a problem, but uh, I remember I was hanging out with him, <laughs> yeah. and he was gambling on uh, Japanese, <laughs> like, dude, it was like uh, Korean baseball. I definitely gambled on it. It's not a problem. It was, yeah, dude, it was it was like, thing going was on, like dude. Eighth, don't be a joke. It was like eighth grade crazy. Japanese baseball, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, go, I don't sink that low. 